Welcome back to the She Lives Fearless podcast. This is Holly Newton, and I am one of your hosts. And this is Dina Delisa Gonser, another one of your hosts. And today we are so excited to welcome Dr. Sasha Shilkut to the podcast. Hello, Dr. Sasha. Hello. Thank you for having me on. I'm super excited to chat with you ladies today. Well, we're so excited to have you. And I, before we get started, I just want to share a little bit about who you are to get our audience familiar with you if they're not already. Um, Dr. Sasha Shilkut is the best-selling author of Between Grit and Grace, How to Be Feminine and Formidable. Oh, I love that. As a mm-hmm. physician, professor, speaker, and CEO and founder of the organization Brave Enough, Sasha has taught thousands of women to achieve work-life control through her courses and conferences. And she speaks frequently to executives and leaders on the topics of professional resilience and gender equity. And I do want to say she has a new book coming out, launching in September um, 2022. September 6th. This is 2022. We're all talking about planning for 23. So I have to remind myself. It is <laughs> I got 2022. it. 2022. Totally. In, in this new book called Brave Boundaries, Strategies to Say No, Stand Strong, and Take Control of Your Time, she describes how she moved from simply surviving to thriving by stepping out of everyone's expectations. Mm. So I'm happy to dive into this conversation. Um, there is an excerpt that I do want to share. You say in your book, the single most powerful weapon we possess to fight against overwhelm, exhaustion, and burnout is not what we think. The key to living an empowered life is the ability to create and enforce radical life-saving boundaries, boundaries no one is teaching us as women to set. Mm. So, Sasha, i just love to jump in with you explaining to us what is the difference between approachability and accessibility when we're creating these boundaries? Such a good question. So it took me 40 some years to understand the difference between what it was to be a woman who's approachable, which is a woman that I want to be. I want to be a woman that other people feel they can ask me a question or they can ask me for help uh, or they can ask me to loan them my talents or my time. And that's very different than being accessible. Um, So I don't want to be accessible to everyone. I want to be more accessible to the people that are responsible, I'm responsible for, like my kids and my my spouse and my friends and my family, my patients. But to be accessible to all people all the time, 24-7, is to live a life that is on a fast track to burnout. Mm. And so... I want to be approachable, but I don't want to be accessible to everyone. And I think that it took me years to understand the difference is having boundaries. So for example, we all have cell phones, right? And we all can, people know how to get a hold of us. They know how to call us or text us or email us. But really it's up to us to set boundaries around our phone. If we're having dinner with our family, we can be approachable anytime, but we don't need to be accessible during that. 30 minutes or hour. Um, if we are spending time with our kids or we're spending time on our own health and well-being and having time for ourselves, whether that's on a walk or quiet time or working out, we shouldn't have to feel that we need to have our phone on our, our on all of those minutes of the day. And so I think it's it's really thinking about taking ownership of your ability to say no and your boundaries, because only you as a woman actually know who needs your time and energy 
And if you think everyone does, and that's being a servant leader is just letting everybody have access to you, you will not last long. Mm-hmm. That is very, very true. Um, and I see that it took me a while to learn. I think what you're talking about, Dr. Sasha, is that um, approachable versus accessible. Unfortunately, it took me like well into my 30s to like start to stop and say, I'm burning out every step of the way, like something is wrong with what I'm doing. And it took a lot for me to start saying no here and there things. I mean, I still struggle with it, especially being a woman owning a business and such. Um, You do, you want to be a good partner to work with. You want to be flexible, but if it comes too much, maybe at like the cost of your own sanity, you're making some wrong choices there. And now that I have a young daughter and she's school age, starting to go to school, I'm like, I don't want it to take her till she's like 30 something years old to, to learn these boundaries. I want her, um, I want her to have a better sense of that earlier on. Is there a way we can apply it um, to whether it's teenager or even like elementary school age girls, like how can we start them off on that path? Such a good question. And you're right. We want our kids and our, the next generation to be more empowered Mm -hmm. and, and, and more healthy, quite frankly, mentally healthy than we are. Mm -hmm. And one of the reasons, one of the best ways that we can do this is model this for them. And so I coach a lot of women that have busy careers and also have kids. And when I tell them that they need to create boundaries at home and boundaries for their Mm -hmm. kids, their instant response is like, I I don't think I could do that. I don't have boundaries with my kids because I work (laughs) and I have a career and I I already Mm -hmm. leave them for a few hours a day or several hours a day. But when we model boundaries for our children, for example, one of the first things that I do every morning is have quiet time for myself. And it's it's like required for me to keep Mm -hmm. my health and wellness in check. And my kids know that if I'm sitting in a certain chair, do not approach unless you're hemorrhaging blood. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> like, unless you are dying and unless your, your life appendage is, is coming yeah. off. Yes. <laughs> Don't come and, close to this chair. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I taught that have taught them this since they were tiny and, and they learn this and they respect my boundaries because I That's want great. them to say to me on Friday night, mom, I've had a long week of school I don't really want to go to the football game. Can I just stay home in my room? Mm. And I say, yes, I love that you're setting a boundary and that you're expressing a boundary. And even if you think you're going to be disappointing your friends or disappointing me and your dad, you're saying no to us because I want you to take care of your mental health and what you need in your physical health. So when we set these boundaries with our kids and around our kids, Mm -hmm. we model that for them and we empower them to say no. And that's what we want for them. Definitely. Yeah, that is so good and so true. It's instead of telling them what to do, you're modeling it and they're catching it and they're receiving this instruction early. And boy, is that so important. It took me a long time to learn this concept as well. (laughs) I mean, almost to the point of being an empty nester. And I wished I would have learned it sooner. But once you do learn it, it is freeing, it's empowering, and we don't have to live in the burnout, right? That busyness can create. Um, Well, you founded an organization called Brave Enough. Can you tell us a little bit about what that is And what does it mean to be just enough brave? 
So I started this company, which is not at all in the space of what I was doing with my career as a cardiac anesthesiologist and physician. I started it because I burned out in 2013 and I felt that I was failing as a mom and I was failing as a doctor and I was failing as a wife. And I, I had completely overcommitted myself. I didn't know the meaning of the word no. And that led me to burn out and want to quit medicine. Um, I could barely make it through a day without finding myself in a puddle of tears. I wouldn't want to get out of the garage and go in at night and face my kids because I didn't have the energy to do that. Yeah. And I started a company um, after I started a community um, for 10 women. I said, we just need to hold each other accountable to not overcommit this year. Let's have a list of no. And we started writing out all the things we were saying no to, to try to encourage mm. and hold each other accountable. And that grew into a community on Facebook with thousands of women. And then I started my company because I honestly think that living authentically and being well and saying no to whatever you need to is the bravest thing you can do every day. The bravest thing you can do yeah. is show up and say, I need this, or I am not doing, I'm exhausted. So I actually am not going to go to this meeting tonight, or I'm not going to have dinner with my friends tonight, or I I am unable to do this work for free. You have to pay me to do that work. And if you're going to pay me to do that work, you have to take something else off the plate that you've asked me to do. So just enough brave is like how we show up every day. Because for me to say no takes courage and to disappoint people takes courage to say like, I got to have 20 seconds of brave. I got to be just enough brave for 20 seconds. And then most of the time you say no and the person goes, okay. And they're off to the next thing. And it's not, it's not that big of a deal, but you are like, you've built it up, right? You've made this whole narrative in your head and you need that Mm -hmm. courage. So that's the company I lead. And I do conferences and courses for women, uh, primarily in healthcare, but also in other spaces um, who just need to find that extra brave to say no. I love that concept of the extra brave. Like you just need 20 seconds to carry it out because you've spent like hours just rolling it around in your head, thinking about all the ways you're upsetting or disappointing or sending the wrong message. And we make this whole big monster out of that. No, when it's just like a 10 second answer. And I'm somebody who definitely has that Martha complex. I don't know if you've ever heard of that, where you're just like going and doing, and you think that's your way of serving, which to a degree it, it can be. Um, but I definitely naturally wanted to yes, everyone to make them happy. But I've also learned that that maybe doesn't necessarily work because I am becoming consistently burnt out and I've made choices over time that have cost me at work or maybe distracted me from even my God given purpose, which is like the worst thing. And, um, I'm just wondering what the importance of boundaries is when you are pursuing your, um, God given purpose, um, that, you know, maybe that, um, there's not going to be people, there's going to be people in your life who aren't happy with what you do, no matter what sometimes. So how do you overcome that, that feeling of, of guilt or that feeling, um, of, well, if I don't do this for free, or if I don't do this for that, person, then, um, I'm not showing maybe God's love. Like there's some misconceptions surrounding that boundary possibly, and maybe some clarification would be helpful. Yeah. I think it's very prevalent in faith based spaces to think that 
being a godly woman or being mm-hmm. uh, a Christ-like person is saying yes, right? It's showing up, yeah. it's helping others. Mm-hmm. And we often forget that, you know, Jesus was so boundaried. <laughs> like he, he so, walked the earth wow. with 12 men, you know, he could have never slept. He could have done work, good work and preached and, and helped people from morning until night, but he didn't, he escaped with his 12 people. He rested, he enjoyed meals with them. And I think what that year of saying no, when I listed all the things I said no to, I had a whiteboard, which used to be all the tasks I had to do. And I switched it to all the things that I said, no, what that, what that year taught me that I tell other women I talk about in the book is First, it gave me confidence because I saw how many things I was saying no to and people still liked me. <laughs> like yeah. the people that really, they, they still, it wasn't like every person I said no to, like never spoke to me again. And I had this mm-hmm. thought in my mind that yeah. that would happen or they never asked me again. Yes. Um, the second thing was it showed me how I was diluting my energy and how I couldn't achieve my mission and my focus and my God-given talents. Because I was, if I had said yes to all of those things, I would not have time to actually pour into 100% the things I wanted to do and my family and my own health and wellness. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, gosh, no wonder I've been burned out. Look at all of the things that last year I would have said yes to. And so... Yeah. You know, I think we have to disconnect someone asking us to do something with a burden. Yeah. Look at it as a compliment. So if someone says, Holly, will you come and speak at this conference? You will be so good at this conference. I just know you're going to be awesome at it. We really need you to speak at this conference. If Holly sees it as like, oh my gosh, now, oh my gosh, why did they even ask me? Now I have to say yes, because they asked me. And I'm going to feel bad if I say no, then it's different if she looks at it as a compliment. Like they're just asking me to do something. It's a total compliment. And that does not mean I need to say yes. I can accept the compliment and say, thank you for thinking of me. But unfortunately it doesn't fit in my schedule, period. That's great. It's almost like God has called you to that one thing, not everything. Yes. That is such great advice because I think, more women than not struggle with this people-pleasing mentality Mm -hmm. because they don't want to come across as negative or rejecting of someone else. And unfortunately, too many times we have attached our identities to the things that we do, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) For sure. So I do have a question for you. You've shared a little bit, but Um, In order to set boundaries, there's two main things you need to possess. You write about this. The awareness that a boundary is needed and the energy to enforce it. Okay, so it can feel really overwhelming to fully dive into this process, right? Um, What are small steps that we as women can take on the journey toward healthy boundaries? Great question. 
everyone can set a boundary. You don't have to have like a certain personality type or you don't have to be a certain, you know, age or, you know, I hear all the time from women that are like, I just can't, I just have a problem with conflict and they see setting a boundary as conflict. So where I have women start um, is think of something in their life they're avoiding or that is a pain point and imagine what it would be like to have a conversation about a boundary around it. Um, so maybe it's a coworker who is con- is always calling you at night um, and asking you questions or texting you questions and you you just you you're, you're getting angry or maybe you're even getting bitter that this person is not respecting work boundaries. Um, just have a con- think in your head what would it be like for me to respond with a text that said, I'll answer you tomorrow at work. What would that be like? Mm. How would it play out? And then imagine it, imagine it and then set a time to do it because I guarantee you the narrative, um, as Dina was saying, is 10 times worse than how it's really going to be. And when you start setting small boundaries like that, then you get confident and you gain your, you realize like, actually I clear is kind. And when I'm really Hmm. clear with someone and tell them I don't answer work calls at night, you're being transparent with them. You're being clear with them. And that is actually a kind thing to do for someone. Um, And switching that, that mind shift or mind frame of, of, okay, it's not me being mean um, or it's not me being rude or rejecting someone. It's just being clear. I love that. Clear is being kind. That is, that is huge. I could put that like on my wall. <laughs> you need to get a t-shirt with that for sure. I love that. And when you say clear is being kind, that brings me to thinking of boundaries within relationships and specifically I know in, I hear of boundaries in dating relationships. I've heard of those and I I can kind of understand that. And when I think of boundaries in marriage, that gets a little more confusing for me. I know we need them, but you think of that two becoming one and that's what it's like in your mind. Um, But I feel like once we get married and we have kids, things like that, sometimes I hear from other women that you tend to lose yourself. So you lose your sense of what boundaries you even need. Um, so what is a place for someone in, I guess, a, a marriage relationship to start and in terms of recognizing that they need boundaries in the relationship, Like, what is a signal to say mm. that they could yeah. kind of hone in on? Yeah. So I think that, um, yeah, I think it was first, I want to just make sure I think it was someone told me Brene Brown said clear is kind. Now I've tried to find the source for that, oh, okay. I haven't, but I never want to steal someone else's like, Drug, genius, I get so that. Giving Brene Brown a shout out there. But um, yeah, what we have to remember, I think is number one, boundaries with the people closest to us are the most difficult to set mm-hmm. because, and it's not because they don't understand us. It's because we expect them to read our minds and because True. they love us so much. <laughs> And we love them so much. We think, why don't, why do I have to actually express this boundary to this person? Mm. Like, can't they understand? It's like, doesn't my husband know that I'm totally wiped out and him asking me to do this thing tonight yes. is like, is <laughs> like so rude that he's even asking me because now I have to say no and be the bad person. But yeah, he doesn't know that about you. Mm. <laughs> 
he yeah. doesn't know how exhausted you are. He hasn't walked through your day. He I doesn't know. know that you do not want to go to this thing tonight. Um, you don't need to go to this thing tonight. If you are exhausted because half of a person and half of a person or a quarter of a person and a quarter of a person sure do not make one. Right. So yeah. if we are empty, we are not one. Like there is mm -hmm. no unity. And so I have learned and I've been married for 25 years and I have an amazing husband and he's my, by far my best friend, but I have learned that the most courage I have to take is setting boundaries with him is being honest mm -hmm. with him because I never want to disappoint him. I never want to rain on his parade. I never want to say like, <laughs> uh, I know you really want yeah, me to no go to that thanks. football game, but, but I'm not up for that. <laughs> like I'm not, into, I'm not going, I want it Netflix yeah. and chill in my pajamas, <laughs> you know? So like, but, but don't we want, if we flip it, don't we want the people we love, don't we want to be that person for that, that psychological yes. safe space for that person? Like, I want my husband to say to me, honey, I'm not going to fashion night with you. I don't want to go. <laughs> I'm exhausted. I'm going to be a terrible date. And I want him to say that so I can invite my best friend. Like, I don't Ex want my, yes. I, you know, yes. so Bring I me think, up for a fun time. <laughs> so I think we have to say, and I, I tell this funny story in the book about skiing with my kids and how I got off the ski lift and I did not want to go down the mountain. Like everything in my body was saying, do not go down this hard run, but I didn't oh, no. want to embarrass my sons and I didn't want to disappoint my husband. And then I finally just said, you guys, I'm not going. And they were like, what? And I'm like, I'm not skiing down this mountain. And it took so much courage for me to tell my kids this. And they were like, okay. And then they just zipped down the mountain without me. They were like, whatever. They didn't care, but I had this whole story, like mm -hmm. I'm going to be a bad mom and they're going to think I'm mean, I'm ruining our vacation and all this. And so mm -hmm. we have to stop this thought that like, if they love us, they wouldn't ask us, or we're going to ruin the, our relationship if we set a boundary and we have to set boundaries because no one knows what you need, but you for your own health. Mm -hmm. Very true. Wow. Yes, that is so good. I'm sitting here shaking my head. Yes, to everything yeah, yeah. you're saying. <laughs> I just celebrated yeah. a little over three decades of marriage. And boy, yeah. the way we've learned to communicate with each other, you know, in these last several years would have um, benefited us a lot <laughs> in the first yes. couple of decades. And uh, we're, we've been best friends since we were 18, you know, but, but now there's just this freedom and some of the simple things you're talking about, but we make this narrative up in our head, like it's going to be so huge or disappoint or hurt when really clear is kind. And um, we start to know each other better, right? Yes. <laughs> when we're able just to state yes. in freedom, this is, you know, not what I'm feeling right now. This is not going to be good for me or, you know, for your spouse to say that as well. Yes. And I'm sitting here thinking, oh man, like if I had a dollar for every time I said to my husband, like, do I have to tell you this? Like, do I have to tell you to breathe? Like, yeah. so I'm just like, so guilty over here. <laughs> so much so. <laughs> well, we so appreciate you coming on the show today and wishing you the best with your book launch. Um, yes. cannot wait to get it in my hands and we will continue to share this with our listeners. Um, 
Where can listeners connect with you and pick up a copy of Brave Boundaries? So you can buy Brave Boundaries wherever they sell books on Amazon or Barnes & Noble, Target. Uh, you can follow me at becomebraveenough.com. And I'm on all the social platforms. I send out a little newsletter every Friday just to encourage okay. women. And it's it's not a spammy thing. It's just like 30 seconds of courage. So if you want uh, a read on Fridays, you can subscribe. Awesome. awesome. All right. We'll make sure all of that is included in the show notes. Listeners, be sure and read those so that you can connect with Dr. Sasha Shilkut. Thank you again for being on the show. And listeners, thank you for tuning in to season 11. It's going to be a good one. Have a great week and we will talk to you next time. Thanks so much for listening to the show. We are here for you. You can find me super easy at Holly A. Newton on Instagram and Holly Newton Official on Facebook. I'd love to connect with you and hear how the show is encouraging you. And let's help others find the show so that they can also be encouraged in their purpose and passions. There's a couple of ways you can do that. One by subscribing and another is by rating and reviewing the show wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. And two, you can even screenshot, share in your stories, text it to your friends and family. And be sure to tag me at Holly A. Newton on the socials so we can connect.